Welcome to episode 63 of the Metabulous 2 podcast. This is Costume Smackdown. Coming from the western side of the Atlantic, hailing from America's frozen Northland, is... And straddling the prime meridian, defending Fortress Britain, is... Welcome, everybody, to the Metabilis 2 podcast. And this week, inspired by the online controversy or manufactured controversy or whatever <laughs> um, about, about the, uh, uh, the new doctor's uh, outfit, her costume, yeah. mm-hmm. um, her clothes, we are going to have a special costume smackdown whereby uh, I or David will postulate a costume um, from a particular era of our favorite show um, that we hate <laughs> and then attack it. And then uh, the other person, either myself or David, will have to defend it. Yes. Um, so we have costumes from the Moffat area, era, era, the Moffat <laughs> era, the RTD era, um, the 80s, uh, the 70s, and the 60s. So that would be, t- yes. that would be 10 separate costumes. Yep. We have about uh, 50 minutes to an hour or so for our podcast. Yep. That means five minutes per costume wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see how we get on. And we have a clear demarcation of what constitutes a costume and we what does not. Do. We do, yes. Um, the costume has to be designed by the costume designer. So we have people that we can blame because um, <laughs> each show has costumes. Of course, this is easier during the uh, era of Classic Who, When the much-hated BBC unions, um, not really hated by me, but anyway, hated in general, um, uh, were very, very clear that, you know, if it's not not designed by the costume department, it is a special effect. Yes. And if it's a special effect, it's designed by the, the effects department. I think nowadays it's all a bit more fuzzy, but we can still find plenty of things to hate, I think, across... But I actually, you know what well, I Well, hate do? is really a strong word. Just hate is, not, hate is not to word. our liking. I, I, will, I will preface, actually, this <laughs> whole thing with, like, all the costumes in Doctor Who are amazing. <laughs> um, there is no such thing as a bad Doctor Who costume. This is purely a rhetorical device to, in order that we have a podcast to do this week. Mm-hmm. So, just to be clear, to our best of our knowledge, if it was designed by the visual effects team, we are not discussing it. So, these nice. are... Purely costumes designed by the costume department, costume designer, or costumer. And I'll have to say, I've done a little bit of research on mine. Um, I'm quite certain I've got a few here that David will call me on. Um, (laughs) I'm sure there's none I'll be able to call him on because he's better at searching this stuff than I am. Well, we'll we'll do our best. We will see. Right, uh, David, I think think you're up first. What is your most disliked costume of the Moffat era? So... uh, Looking back, generally, it's pretty hard to pick out a costume from the modern era that just doesn't work. Ditto. But I am going to single out Howard Burden's effort. And Ooh. Howard Burden is a pretty renowned costumer in the series. He okay. is responsible for Peter Capaldi's outfit, the War okay. Doctor's outfit. Okay. Um, the, He's a talented individual. Yeah, yeah. so he had very, very good costumer, but I think he came up short with Robin Hood in Robot of Sherwood. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. So this is a costume. Uh, we have 
Robin in skinny jeans in a leather jerkin. And then when we have the big set piece where we're shooting arrows at at the Sheriff of Nottingham's uh, court, uh, he's in a big floppy, what I can best describe as a pimp hat. And it just (laughs) does not work for me with the green dyed leather jerkin, the, the hipster skinny jeans and the pimp hat, the whole look, it just does not scream Robin Hood for me. It looks a little too much of a, uh, a Gatiss pastiche, which, of course, it is. Which, but of course, it, it is. I mean, I think that would yeah. be my riposte mm-hmm. to you is that mm-hmm. this whole thing is, well, actually, uh, uh, the robot, uh, the, um, robot of Sherwood is a weird, like, pastiche of a pastiche. Right. I. It's. It's. It, you're supposed to think that it's a pastiche, mm-hmm. or you're supposed to think that like they're in some kind of theme park, or it's like pretend Robin Hood. Right. Only it isn't pretend Robin Hood. It's actual real Robin Hood. Right. And none it of it works, to be honest. None of it works really, and the costumes do not look real Robin Hoody to me. They don't look of the said period. And, they are absolutely oh, not of the said period, and I'm an expert, so I can tell you that here and now. <laughs> and I want to go for an honorable mention of the little uh, forehead jewel that Clara wears throughout the story as kind of the coup de grace of bad costuming in my taste. I have to say... <laughs> how, does mean, that, how does that even stay on her forehead other than glue. some kind of uh, epoxy? Special special medieval glue. Um, I have to say that the, the costumes in, in Robot of Sherwood, actually the, the Robin Hood I, I think they're referencing the most is the Walt Disney one where Robin Hood is a fox. Oh, and dear. and the sheriff of Nottingham is like a bear or something, or is he a snake? No, King John is a lion. Who's yes. the snake? Anyway, that they're all animals, um, and that seemed to be the kind of you know the mood board that they were going for. for Robot of Sherwood is mm. yeah, it's just like that. It's like that. Mm-hmm. It's like which is actually a very good version of Robin Hood, but they certainly weren't going for the Kevin Costner version, um, <laughs> and they certainly weren't going for Robin the Hooded Man, the mid '80s BBC version either. Right. I don't know what version they were going for. It's a mess. Hmm, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm not going to defend it. I have slightly <laughs> defended it by saying it's a, a mysterious pastiche of a pastiche. It's kind of a double pastiche. Doesn't right. really work. I agree. Okay. So, you're up. I'm up. Okay. So, my costume uh, that I am going to put forward as, as something that doesn't work are the costumes for the new Silurians. Ah. ah. Designed, of course, by a very, very distinguished costume designer, Ray Holman. Yes. Um, who has worked across, across television in Britain, designing mm-hmm. costumes for things. I will point out to you that if you look down his list of credits on the mm-hmm. internet, you'll see that he's designed some of the worst costumes. Or, uh, <laughs> um, he is the costume designer for the Torchwood Cyberwoman episode. <laughs> so let me just tell you... An honorable I, dismension there. <laughs> I am not entirely sure that he is as good a costume designer as perhaps he makes himself, he makes himself out to be. So obviously I dislike the new Silurians. Um, I think they're a huge mistake. Um, I think actors always want you to make monsters look more human because they believe mm-hmm. they act better if they've got their real faces. I don't agree. Um, the trouble is if you make... Uh, aliens more human looking than the less they are allowed to wear no clothes. So because we cannot have Silurians naked as they were (laughs) originally in the 1970s, as God intended, um, they're given the worst kind of generic, like we're from space, silvery costumes with like edging and like boots 
and a mm. belt, and it's just just the worst kind of phone it in. I don't know. These things aren't these. These are lizard people. They've got to wear clothes. What kind of clothes do lizard people wear? I guess they must wear these kind of clothes. It's、right. just the worst. Of course, the kisser is the dreadful Silurian masks、um, that look like they might actually be faces, but they're not faces. They are only there to save us money in terms of making everyone else up to look like they're humanoid.、Uh, sorry, liz- lizardoid aliens of some kind. Absolute disaster. The whole thing is 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 a wreckage. But you know, it's just sub Star Trek. I mean, they look like the Gorn basically from Star Trek, <laughs> which is not the Star Trek's best best costume design. So、All、dreadful,、right. bad. Could do a lot better. What do flamboyant, you know, lizard creatures from the dawn of time? What do they wear? They wear something better than generic "I'm from space" outfits.、Hmm. So I think what Holman was trying to yeah、uh, I call him Holman as well I don't use his first name <laughs> so I think what、He's、Holman is to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what Holman was trying to capture there was the Asian cultures、uh, that have the neck rings the 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 Kayan people、mm, really? with the neck coils so if you, you look at the first Silurian costumes in that very first Chibnall. Uh, scripted story,、yeah. they have these kind of rings around their necks, and then you have the the Silurian warriors are wearing a kind of an armor type thing with a mesh kind of plate. So it, I think he's trying to do homage to、uh, both Warriors of the Deep and the Sea Devils because you're doing kind of a mesh overlay with armor, and it. Not work. It does try to. It, Not work. <laughs> it does try to bring in、uh, the past, but try to update it for the modern series. So, I wonder. They if have those ha- little leggings, and they've all got little skirts、mm-hmm. with kind of metal plates on them.、Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah, I can see.、Uh, yeah, now you describe it, I can see the neck rings, which I think、mm-hmm. are actually more. I think they're more. Aren't they more Burmese? Uh, could be, could be.、Um, but anyway,、uh, it still looks as though it still looks like a dog's dinner. And <laughs> I, I really want, you know, I, these, these should be flamboyant, wonderful,、mm-hmm. colourful reptiles from the、mm-hmm. dawn. Of, or they should be naked, as as I said, as God intended. Why they're wearing clothes at all? So could you could you envision if you take say a nineteen seventy Silurian head? And replace it with that costume. Could you envision that costume working with a classic Silurian? Is it the costume or is it the Silurian design that's most egregious?、Uh, it's. The, I think the costume is not good enough.、Um, I'm. I'm now imagining what you've asked me to imagine. Uh, um, I think、um, obviously the 1980s Silurians, which are naked because they're kind of because they're kind of、um, they're turtles. Yep.、Um, so obviously they had their own clothes, which is、they、their shell. They have a carapace. Yep.、Um, they have a carapace.、Um, the the of course the nineteen eighty sea devils, which are dressed like samurais from space.、Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine that sort of working for that sea devil. Those are also awful costumes. You know <laughs> the original Silurians with their with, you know their little reptile bodies, and also the original sea devils with their wonderful blue mesh that they wear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. The little—it's the little skirts. It's kind of the—it's kind of <laughs> the, the cinched, the cinched waist, and then the little skirt is well, just they, not working for me. Very obviously, female Silurians. 
They are very obviously, and of course, there we come to my other, you know, big beef about the re- redone Salarians is they're reptiles. So why do they have mam- mammary glands? Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Anyway. Okay. So you disagree with me? I don't know if I disagree with you. I think the costumes aren't the worst thing about that look. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the worst thing. But you did ask me to th- talk about costumes. Yep. So nope. Yep. Yes. So yep. yes. So. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, your, I'll give you your that most point. Hated costume of the RTD era is. Uh, <laughs> well, I found it even harder to find something bad about the RTD era, so I'm going to go with another veteran costumer. Um, Louise Page, who was the costume designer from Christmas Invasion through the end of time. And I'm going to pick on her design for the uh, Brainiacs at the Radigan Academy, where she had them dressed. Then this is in the Santaran Stratagem. Uh, she had them dressed in red-orange hooded sweatsuits and white trainers, and it looked like they were prisoners like in some u.s supermax prison rather than (laughs) uh this uh institute or academy for very gifted and intelligent young people that that it looked very u.s penal code designed to me and it did not work and then we have radigan in the kind of the steve jobs t-shirt and blue jeans i would have expected more of a relaxed look for these um smart intellectuals rather than uh u.s supermax prison orange hooded sweatshirts and sweatpants well i can congratulate you david that is such a deep cut of the rtd (laughs) era i have even forgotten that the ratican academy Academy even existed to be honest (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) um so thank you for reminding me um Yes, those are awful. They do look like they should be picking up um, litter at the side of the road rather than whatever the Rattigan Academy does, which is, I guess, solve world problems. Well, I mean, they're obviously, trying to take over the world. Take over the world. I mean, you can see what they were... You're right. They, they were going for a Steve Jobs, um, you know, Microsoft, uh, uh, you know, hot house genius look. Um, <laughs> absolutely 100% fails. Yep. I just... They do not work. I don't know what... What I don't know what, uh, what Paige what, what, what was thinking, thinking in this place. Yeah, it just does not work. I don't know. I don't know. In the UK, we we definitely have school uniforms for most uh, school children or, or people in schools. So As I would imagine the academy would have some kind of uniform if uh, Radigan was running it. But why the supermax look? I don't. I don't get it. No, and I think, I mean, you know, the, obviously the costume they should have had, which should have been Steve Jobsian costumes. So they should have been wearing, you know, jeans, trainers, black right. polo neck, you know, something like that would have worked a lot better. But yes, no, they do. They do look, they, they look like inmates right. rather than whatever the opposite of an inmate is, an ex-mate, <laughs> um, you know, someone who's actually doing some work. All right. Yeah, I agree. That's a good choice. I, I'm, I'm very, very pleased to yep. be reminded about that. Yep. Sorry, sorry for digging deep. I did have trouble with uh, no. the RTD I, era. I also had trouble because I, sat, I think in general the RTD era was, was kind of a high point in costume design. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to go with something really obvious. Um, you may challenge me, but I do believe that, that this is actually a costume. And I'm going to go with the Slitheine. Ooh. And I'm going to go with the Slitheen not as concept, even though the concept of frightening yet also farty aliens is a severely flawed one. I'm going to do with the idea that they would have worked as a costume. 
And the reason why I'm going to criticise Neil Gordon and his team, even though they've done sterling work throughout New Who in creating wonderful costumes and wonderful aliens for us, is, of course, the sleeve, the Slitheen, um, uh, the sleeve aliens are so obviously a costume. They're so obviously someone in a rubber suit with a hat, and the hat is actually then the head of the alien. Of course, we're going back to the sea devils here as a way of solving, you know, okay, if you put someone, a human in a suit, they look like a human in a suit, so how do you make their, look, their necks look different? Well, you give them a hat, which is actually then the head of the alien. But, of course, as soon as you move in any direction, at any speed, quicker than a crawl, your head nods up and down, absolutely uncontrollably, <laughs> because it's actually a hat. And I think if only Neil Gordon had bothered to watch you any, perhaps, any episode of, of classic Doctor Who perhaps particularly the sea devils or some other alien which was uh, who, whose hat whose head was a hat he would have found out really really quickly that you can't do this it's absolutely it's like it's against the laws of physics um, and it will always look like someone in a rubber suit whose hat is also the head of an alien hmm okay well I can't say I really like the Slovene design I know what RTD specifically was trying specifically, to do trying yeah. to get um, a baby, but I a, a baby look with the big eyes and bald head, kind of a Gerber baby type look. But I I wondering, I'm really wondering if the Sladeen are a visual effect or a costume. I think they're a combination of the two because they they were quite well rendered. I mean, really pretty effectively as CGI. Yep, um, and by um, the mill. Yep. Yep, and I think they were actually pretty frightening. And you got the idea; these were fast moving heavily clawed, baby-faced killers of some kind. It's when they're a costume that they absolutely 100% fail. And they fail because someone has failed to understand how a costume functions. Hmm. And that, you know, a hu- the human head moves as the human moves. So mm-hmm. the costume's head will also move. And because that hat is kind of freestanding, it will just kind mm-hmm. of keep on oscillating, getting faster and faster and faster, and get less and less and less convincing. And I think they were a disaster in that way. Okay. Well, I would agree they're a disaster. Gorton definitely based his design on the Slitheen on RTD's sketches. He did. So this is an RTD manifestation. And I think I think we've talked in the past about how... They were still trying to figure out how to do a monster with the new series when they came back. And it's most obvious, I think, with the Slovene in the first series that this doesn't work. And boy, did RTD try to get the most out of the Slovene design that he could. I mean, he was in the Sarah Jane Adventures. I don't. Was the Slovene ever in Torchwood? Or would that have been just Uh, too far silly for Torchwood? They probably were there. I, I don't know. Yes. Let's say they were. Okay. <laughs> Either way. Either way. So this is a RTD design, and so you would hope the costumer would have done better with it. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. We. Yep. Uh, and I think you know, obviously, you know, we'll give them. They were trying to. They were trying to do something they hadn't really done before, which is do a convincing monster. Um, I think if they just spent a little bit, little bit more time studying the classic texts of mm-hmm. old Doctor Who. They would have realized that they would have had to, they should have gone to RTD and said, listen, Russell, we know that you're the man, but this is not going to work. Please make us design another monster. Mm -hmm. Anyway. 
Right. All right. Ugh, so that, over <laughs> that is the uh, reboot. Those are our uh, costumes we didn't like for the comeback. So I guess I am up with the 1980s. The 1980s. Some classic costumes there. Which costume will you pick? So I am going to go for a costumer that John Nathan Turner did not particularly like and oh. was uh, saddled with twice. Ooh. Her first bit of costuming was in the Ark of Infinity, and I'm going to gloss over that. Okay. And But then D. Robson returned, ah. was assigned with Terminus, and I am going to call out two costumes, one specifically the Space Pirates. The space pirates of uh, Kari <laughs> and Orville. So we have these big bubble helmets, which we initially see them in. They're in this 80s interpretation of late 70s ABBA stage uniforms with uh, uh, big uh, with capes, wide lapels, appulets, <laughs> big belts with red plastic jewels, uh, tunics, and uh, headbands with little collars in. And they are absolutely a joke and you these are these are space pirates and they're supposed to be i would imagine gritty space pirates and they look like they have come out of eurovision and they are ready ready to sing some kind of swedish or scandinavian pop tune about being a space pirate yeah abysmal yeah probably you know who knows and then an honorable runner-up for the in the same series or same serial, the veneer body armor with that. Uh, these are supposed to be radiation protection, and they're in these uh, very clackety, bony, <laughs> bronzy looks. And uh, they have to always take off their helmets or raise their visors to talk, and it is just goofy it the the costumes in the serial do not work for the guest cast and the thing that say the thing that people remember from this costume is nissa in her underwear i was gonna say that's but, what i remember but the supporting cast where you have the uh disco space pirates and the what on earth were they thinking radiation armor should be designed for the veneer just epitomize what I don't like about 80 costumes right there. <laughs> so I'll have to say, um, it's very hard for me when I watch Terminus to not look at Nyssa. Um, so I haven't really, don't really notice anyone else's costumes. Um, but you are right. Those spacesuits are fabulous. They're great. My God. I mean, it's like, why didn't have people? People might have different kind of spacesuits in the future. Um, yeah. They probably won't have ones that look like that. But who knows? <laughs> Yeah, they are pretty ghastly. Um, I actually, I, I have a, I have a soft spot for Terminus. Um, and I, okay. uh, I, I, the, the, of course, the, the, the radiation armor is based on um, the Sutton Hoo Anglo-Saxon helmet and armor from the uh, Sutton Hoo dig in Norfolk, okay. from the eight hundreds, I think, uh, or maybe the seven hundreds. I can't remember. Um, so there's a nice little historical callback. Quite why they were designing radiation armor based around Anglo-Saxon royal armor from the 700s. <laughs> Who knows? Um, uh, but yeah. Well, these... It does tie in with the theme does of time the, tie the veneer with the theme. Yeah. and the Gorn and yeah. the end of the world. And I'm actually just looking at pictures of the, um, of the space pirates in their armor right now. And it is absolutely fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are right. Um, that was like, they also have little tunics. I'm um, not quite little yep. dresses. Um, yep. but they their, are tunics. Their helmets are brilliant. They're just giant, very <laughs> big helmets, like pillows. Well, and Lisa Goddard. And they've got little cloaks. Has, yeah. And, 
and not part of the costume. This is this is makeup. But Lisa Gardard with her with her big, big '80s uh, rock hair. Yeah. You know the big hair era when she has to turn her helmet <laughs> sideways to lift it up over her head. And I guess uh, the her her male the, her male counterpart uh, Olver or Oliver does the same thing. But it's just it just is so '80s. It kind of takes it, you out of the action, which is what a costume shouldn't do. It doesn't fit. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it makes you think, like, what the hell's going on? Why are they wearing those clothes? And, and that, as I said, it takes you out of the story. Um, not that there's a huge amount of story in Terminus to be taken out of, but still, you know, it stops you concentrating on whatever Terminus is about. Well, I think Terminus needs all the help it gets. And if you have any, di- <laughs> if you have any distractions, it, like you said, it takes you out of the story. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- agreed again, I think. I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's, but let's say, you know, it's this kind of disaster that makes Doctor Who the most fun show ever, basically. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with, with another incredibly fun costume, um, which is also a disaster. And I'm going to go with the costume designer, Ken True. Ah, okay. Um, he first came onto the scene in Doctor Who as the costume designer for Terror of the Orns. There's some good costumes there. Everyone loves the scary clowns. He is perhaps best known. I don't know if he's best known. Um, he, uh, he was, of course, responsible for the costumes on Mysterious Planet and Time and the Rani. Ooh, okay. Maybe not so good. Um, if, he's, <laughs> if we're thinking the, the Datro, the robot, is a costume, he's responsible for that, which is um, perhaps one of the least convincing robots in the history of Doctor Who's unconvincing robots. Mysterious Planet? Yep. Probably a visual effect. That is on probably. That. So that's why I didn't go with that. So instead, okay. I went with Lom. Martin Clunes is costume <laughs> in Snake Dance, particularly his costume that has a like kind of kind of like a Rita Hayworth sort of you know kind of golden sort of headgear thing with a sunburst behind it, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's wearing like a tunic with like kind of almost looks like he's got shoulder pads, and he's got lipstick on and makeup, of course, because he's from space. Uh-huh. And he's called kind of like a long tunic, like just finishes just above his knees. He's not wearing any trousers or anything. He's just wearing this long long, long (laughs) tunic. It's a white tunic. It's cinched with like a beautiful kind of silken um, yellow belt. But on it, it has these kind of embroidered blue clouds. Yep. (laughs) um, Which one is kind of his upper kind of, uh, kind of, you know, right hand breast and then kind of lower kind of by his appendix and then one sort of at his groinal area. Um, And he looks like a, Bloody idiot, basically. Um, and I don't know what he's wearing. And again, oh, he's from space. Um, you know, this is, he's a royal prince of some kind or whatever was going on in Snake Dance. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is wearing crazy clothes as well, but he looks like just a dog's dinner. Um, now, and he has good costumes in it. I mean, when he's wearing those gloves um, and the little earring and he's got his proper hair, he looks good. He looks good. And he's got the kind of, you know, puffy shirt like on Seinfeld. Um, but his kind of ceremonial costume is like what the it's right. it's the embroidered it's the embroidered clouds the blue clouds that that wreck it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have to admit that this was not his main costume. This was purely not his for, main costume. It's a ceremonial for costume. the ceremony. Yes, so, exactly. So he, he it, probably it, didn't like wearing it long. <laughs> probably like, do I have to wear this thing again? Yes, you do because it's the ceremony. So yes, it is goofy, but it is it's supposed goofy. to be this Ooh, this uh, planetary religious ceremony. So as you know, certain religions will almost okay. All religions have their 
All religions. Strange. Well, most religions have their strange ecclesiastical dress. That's true. And so this was part of an ecclesiastical service. So okay. what better than uh, <laughs> what better the costume could there be? Than you know the poofy clouds yep. and the sun headdress. Yeah. And uh, sure, it's 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 bad, but doesn't it fit within the colorful 1980s storytelling vibe of the whole snake? I mean, if you look at Nyssa and Tegan, they have they have new wardrobe, first time ever, you know, and it it, it kind of fits with the whole colorful 1980s overlit era. Even the even the ceremony is overlit. I mean, I think it would fit. I mean, I think if they just left it as the kind of white silken tunic with the kind of yellow accents, but it's it's the blue applique clouds. <laughs> Really, because they look, and even if they've been like skulls or something, or like snake heads or something like scary looking, but they're just kind of randomly embroidered onto his clothes with no kind of, there's no kind of like, you know, there's no kind of design aspect. They're just like, oh, there's some clouds. There's one there and one there. Oh, look, and there's another one there. Yeah, well, and they are. They are just the uh, traditional poofy kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. three three bump pump clouds. I mean, there. they don't even have lightning coming from them or anything scary. <laughs> They're just like, here are some clouds. Yeah. Um, I can't find a picture of what he's wearing on his feet. Um, he's probably it's probably sandals <laughs> or barefoot uh, or barefoot. Yeah. Um, so Ken <laughs> okay, True, yes. I'm sorry. Um, you are you did not succeed there, according to my. Right. It, uh, us, I, think. I would agree. It does make you snigger. It takes you out of the scene. You go, what the hell is Martin Clunes wearing there? And this what was the one of his. What the hell is Martin Clunes wearing? That's what you say. This exactly. is one of his uh, first, uh, I think, first television roles. I think whenever anyone wants to make fun of Martin Clunes, if there's clip shows on the, you know, yeah. Martin Clunes, he's like, you see, what is he, Doctor Foster or something now? Not Doctor uh, Foster. Um, Doc. Uh, uh, he's that. He's that doctor in Cornwall. Um, Doc Martin, Doctor Martin, Doc Martin, exactly. So he's like a big, and he was in that. He was in Men Behaving Badly. He's like a big, yep. big star. So he's mm-hmm. on TV quite a lot in the UK. It's like it's Martin Clunes, hooray! And but if ever, you know, whenever Graham Norton wants to humiliate Martin Clunes <laughs> on the Graham Norton show, he just pulls up a clip of him being long on Snake yep. Dance, and everyone has uh-huh. a good laugh. And also, they then have a good laugh at Doctor Who, and that is something that makes me feel sad. <laughs> so um, that is again why uh, Mr. Ken True is in is on my list. Well, his uh, pajamas also weren't particularly good with him lounging around. That certainly gave uh, a, a lot of uh, play when well in the wilderness years to the double meaning of snake dance. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Yes. Exactly. Um, well, there you All go. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that one. Okay. <laughs> it's really indefensible. It is kind of indefensible. Um, uh, I, I think we're, I think we're, we're back in the seventies now. What, what, what do you not care for in the 1970s? All right. I am going to go with another veteran costumer and Barbara Kidd has oh, uh, costumes, both from the uh, classic era and from the revival era. Yes. Uh, She's a big she, deal. You know, and she has uh, costumed some of the, my favorite stories. from as, as she has of mine. Yep. Green Death, Invasion mm-hmm. of the Dinosaurs, so, yes. Ark in Space, Centauran Experiment, Genesis of Daleks, Pyramid of Mars. Um, a you know, brilliant costume design. But the costumes that she did, specifically the soldiers and freighter crew in Frontier in Space, are laughably bad. So I'll start with the freighter crew. The freighter crew is wearing 
kind of taupe or olive tunics but if you look closely those tunics are actually onesies they snap over their trousers that they're wearing they have big poofy foam cuffs big poofy foam shoulder pads and big poofy foam uh, boot cuffs over their boots and the whole ensemble looks ridiculous and to um, put adult men in onesies (laughs) (laughs) is ridiculous and then not to be outdone you have the soldiers of the federation in big gray poofy uh oversized uh arm or uh uh, space armor shoulder space armor so oversized shoulder pads um, they have the matching poofy cuffs and boot cuffs. And then they're on top of their heads, they're wearing this kind of rubber wrestling ear chin guard. And that look like they would really be designed for electroshock therapy. And then to, to, to tie the ensemble together, they're wearing these red rubber padded life jackets that just... These these do not look like the action gear or uh, outfit of soldiers. They look cumbersome. They look bulky. They look over designed, and it you can tell it's a it's an early costumer's effort. They don't they don't fit function, and so they don't look like they would work. They scream costume. This is like what am I envisioning the future to be look like? Mm. And then to tie it off. When the space marines or the, the soldiers see Pertwee's costume for the first time, the first line out of their mouth, or the first line out of the soldier's mouth is, I see, going to a fancy dress party? And this is Pertwee. So it's just just the, the fact that they don't even acknowledge how ridiculous they look and they think the doctor <laughs> looks ridiculous, it just, it just kills it for me. They should say, we're so, so sorry about our clothes. Can we just right. wear yours? <laughs> so, a lot of brilliant designs in mm. Frontier in Space. Frontier Space has a lot of good costumes. It has a lot but, of good designs in it. I mean... You but know, those you, early ones, those, the, the freighter crew and the guards yeah. to begin episode one and two, they are stunk and bad. I'm finding it hard to agree with you here. Um, okay. Frontier in Space has got some amazing costumes in it. Those high glittery collars um, that everyone appears to wear in the future are brilliant. Um, okay. uh, Roger Delgado looks a he, I, I, mm-hmm. I actually, it's one of, that's probably, you know, apart from the traditional Nehru suit, that's probably my favorite master costume. Mm-hmm. He looks fabulous. Yeah. Absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I got a, a t-shirt that uh, Clayton Hickman knocked off of the, uh, the the master's logo design there, and I think so. I think the I think everyone should have that T-shirt. It is brilliant. Um, I kind of agree with you about the freighter crew. Um, they do mm-hmm. look a bit silly. There is a kind of attempt to make it kind of gritty. They've got pinups and stuff. Yep. You know, it's like yep. Alien or something. Mm-hmm. But then they're yeah, they're just wearing you know weird space pajamas instead. <laughs> um, so agreeing with you there, I'm gonna have to 100% disagree with you about the soldiers. The soldiers mm. look amazing. Um, they look like something out of Overwatch. I mean, they are. I mean, obviously, for a while, these soldiers were deeply unfashionable, and their costumes were weird. I think. Right. I think over the past, you know, five or six years, that you know, with the influence of kind of you know Japanese, you know, kind of manga influence and computer gaming, um, you know, they look like the Master Chief or something from whatever that. Um, 
whatever that computer game is with the Master Chief. Is it the Master Chief or is it the Master Chef? Mm, don't know. Anyway, um, uh, I think they look great. I think I think it looks like I think I think they've actually I think space costuming has caught up to that space costume and that okay. soldier costume, and I think that's actually the way that space soldiers now dress in space. Um, in in our media or our, like, in video media games in general and, and i think those, those mm-hmm. i think the headgear is amazing i think that looks oh, great um really? it is it is kind of wrestling but they're soldiers of course they're wrestling um and they've got these big padded because when they're fighting each other um <laughs> i think i i'm i'm, I'm disagreeing with you i'm afraid uh, okay uh, well uh, i yeah i think I, they look great so um, i th- i want to cosplay as them <laughs> okay I just think the rubber uh, wrestling headpiece electroshock look just doesn't sell it for uh, me. I think it looks re- I think it looks weird. It is it is the Master Chief and the the computer game is Halo. Okay. Um but I think they look like they could be from Halo, they could they look like they could be from like, you know, um uh, Overwatch. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they're super contemporary. I mean, you know, it looks okay. like they're like Battle Angel Attila or, you know, um <laughs> that one with what's a, a thingy in it where everyone didn't like because he wasn't because he wasn't japanese i yeah i'm i, I in, okay. in general i think the freighter crew fails um i'm gonna have to dis- disagree with you on the soldiers i love those soldiers i i, I think they're great but there all you right go. so no on onesies yes on the wrestling yep. headpiece um, all right boringly um i i was actually going to go with barbara kid and then i saw she designed so many things that i liked i really couldn't do that and i was going ah. i was i was going to go with the pels um, from uh, especially the miners from Monster of Paladin, um, ah. but I decided I'd give her a break um, and I'd let her have that one. <laughs> and I went kind of boringly back to uh, D. Kelly, um, also known as D. Robson, uh, also known as D. Robson, and uh, their designs. I don't know whether they're male or female, um, but their designs for um, last week's podcasts, uh, with the week before last podcast. Um, for Invasion of Time, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pull out the Vardens, um, and I'm not. Now gonna... that that's gonna be a visual, or oh, you're ah so yes, slow. no, ah, and ah, I, ah. I, I am gonna say that the Vardens, as manifested by bits of tinfoil fl- floating in space, are brilliant, <laughs> yes. and and they are that is an excellent effect, and they are very convincing, and I think they are amazing aliens when they become manifest themselves as sort of humans, and we don't know why they become humans, they just do. Um, what are they wearing? They're just wearing some military clothes that they got from the military clothes store at the BBC, accessorized mm-hmm. with some ammunition pouches sprayed silver. <laughs> and that is their costume. That is all they are. There's nothing else. Do, I don't even remember. Do, do they actually have helmets? Yep. They yep. do have helmets. Yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. But they're it's just... And it's, it's not an extravagant costume. It's not like a misfire, like Lon. It's just like will this do kind of costume um is this good enough no maybe uh too late that's the costume um and it's just yeah their helmets i mean they look like what are their helmets and they've got weird belts it's just awful it's just, i mean mm. i could i mean i when i when i what was i like 11 i could have designed <laughs> I, I literally and i'm not joking I could have designed a better space costume than the Vardens in 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 in, in Invasion of Time. Uh, okay, well, I now, really could. So <laughs> they'd ask me. I, I, I po- postulated last week or well, a couple Whenever weeks ago. Whatever it was, they got those kind of Flash Gordon things on the back of their helmets. That's so stupid. <laughs> so I put forward that this was potentially 
uh, Anthony Reed and Graham Williams doing a meta commentary on crap monsters. Well, okay, and yes. What what better than to have just boring, plain, uninteresting, uninspired uniforms for the Vardens? Because all the Vardens are there is to be uh, a distraction or to distract us away from the real monsters that are going to debut or come onto the scene on the end of episode four. So they are supposed to be, really, this is it. You know, they're not that interesting. They're boring. They're just, as I think uh, Barusa or, one, or the uh, or Chancellor Kellner said, they're just humans. They aren't monstrous. They're not supposed to be scary. The costumes are pretty, pretty lame. So maybe, maybe this was supposed to be what they were supposed to be. Maybe they weren't supposed to be extravagant. Or certainly not. They certainly aren't Space Skagra, for example. <laughs> no, and, and I think, I think you, you will notice that both of us have avoided criticizing uh, the costume of Skagra um, oh, from Sharda. Yeah. Because it's, it's re- amazing. Because it's really good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's, and it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's hilarious when you see them in 1979. Uh, Cambridge, and it's really <laughs> hilarious because, of course, people people who don't know about Doctor Who and like like to laugh at Doctor Who say like, "Ooh, he's wearing like a 1970s disco costume." Well, if he was wearing a 1970s disco costume, he wouldn't stand out so badly in the 1970s. He's not wearing right. a 1970s <laughs> costume. He's wearing a space costume from space and a big space hat because he's from right. space. That's what he's wearing. <laughs> he's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the. <laughs> oh. I mean, the, the, the main problem I have with Skagra out of Sharda is that I can never remember whether the whether the the series is called Skagra and he's called Sharda, or whether the series is called Sharda and he's called Skagra because it, it's too similar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Christopher Neems, who yeah. played Skagra in Sharda, yeah. is yeah, he's <laughs> did a did a very good job of yeah, it. And he's and in he's in Hammer and stuff. He's in Dracula AD nineteen seventy two mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of good stuff. So yeah, so notice we haven't pulled out that costume, right. which I think has come in for a lot of stick recently because of mm-hmm. the re well, re-release, the re release yeah. of, of Sharda. But it's brilliant. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And again, you know, I mean, I think we already talked about this meta commentary thing. If it is a meta commentary, they should have made it more obvious because otherwise, <laughs> it just it, they just look awful. Okay. Well, they yeah. certainly aren't impressive or memorable, and they're a letdown definitely from our tinfoil Vardens that were uh, throughout most of the first part of Invasion of Time. Yeah, and if, and if your costume is a letdown from some <laughs> tinfoil just floating around, then, then you know you know you've made a mistake. All right, so... All right, the 60s. The 60s. The 60s. All right, I'm going to go with another veteran costume designer. And of all the costumes that I mentioned tonight, this is probably the one I like the least. So the veteran designer is Martin Bow. Oh, Uh, you haven't picked the one I have, have you? Perhaps. Okay, let's see. So he was costume designer from the Abominable Snowman, and he was responsible for the Yeti. And I love the Yeti. Through through Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. the Mind Robber. And the costume that I am going is from a script uh, credited on screen to Norman Ashby, but is really the work of uh, Mervyn Hazeman and Henry Lincoln and a healthy dose of uh, script editor Derek Sherwin's input. But the the costumes of the Dulcians from the Dominators are horrible. 
This is a story about the wrongness of pacifism, and I think it's very, very cumbersome and heavy-handed to stick the men into dresses. So you have the young men like Cully. He's basically in a diaper in a flimsy linen shirt and then with short curtains or drapes cinched up around his body. The older men are in long sleeves, full dresses, and if you squint, maybe they kind of have a Grecian cut to them, but the dark chest panel on the main uh, Dulcian hierarchy or patriarchy really even uh, ruins that excuse. The young men are wearing, like I said, these short drapes um, strapped around their waist and like uh, the scrunched up curtains. But then if you look at their costumes, they zip up the back. So it, Every Dulcian needs someone else to help them get dressed. Then we have two women in the story. Um, the one Dulcian woman, she's in this sleeveless turtleneck leotard with two big panels cut out just right above her breast and over her shoulders. And then she has right below the bosom this diaphanous see-through skirt hanging down kind of as a mini skirt. So they're unflattering. And then to to put uh, the final insult to injury here, they make Zoe wear this costume so she blends in and looks like a Dulcian. And Zoe's costume keeps failing throughout the serial. So you can see in episode two, um, three, and five, when I rewatched this, her zipper upper back keeps coming undone. So all these action scenes that you see, they just fall apart. So... The, the moment when Zoe goes in and uh, Cully has her changed into Dulcian clothes, she comes out and saying, she's, Zoe is even critical of these costumes. They're not very... Yeah, and Zoe's not <laughs> one to talk, really, when it comes to right. costumes. Right, so she goes, these aren't very efficient garments, are they? And then she goes, they feel so impractical, and they're just stupid, and I <laughs> think they're horrible, and really... I think they contribute greatly to the unwatchability of the Dominators. So and this is interesting because I also picked the, I also <laughs> <Snap>. picked the Dominators because <laughs> uh, it is pretty much darn unwatchable, and a lot of it is to do with with the costumes. And I actually I went I went on the distaff side or whatever the opposite is of the side you went on. I went with the Dominators themselves. Oh, see, I like the Dominator costumes. Uh, I mean, I, it was it was a toss up. I was either going to do the <laughs> I was either going to the Dulcians who would just appear to be wearing things that are made of their mum's curtains, um, and then some. I mean, it's yeah, it, yeah. It's literally. I mean, it's like the sound of music. It's like we've got some curtains. Let's turn them into costumes. You're quite right. You know, it is a completely regressive and you know uh, what's the word um, a reactive um, reactionary. Uh, plot, which is about how evil it, being a pacifist is. So, of course, you mm -hmm. feminize all these pacifists because, of course, women are also passive and they're also evil. Um, you feminize everybody by making them wear curtains and having them these weird kind of like where are my boobs kind of kind of cut out things on their chests. Mm -hmm. um, awful, 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 awful. Um, and again, I'm afraid uh, the, the, the dominators themselves are good. Um, yes. They're acted well. I love their hairstyles. They are convincingly weird in the way that they behave and the way that they speak and the way their facial expressions function they are convincingly weird weird in a way that i think the 60s only the 60s were really able to pull off a doctor it just make things kind of oh wow this is 
these these are aliens. They're not really behaving like humans. Their costumes, though, unfortunately, whenever I look at them, again, takes me straight out of the action and takes me to, like, what the hell were they thinking when they were designing their costumes, um, these hmm. dominators. They had these huge kind of carapace kind of shoulder things that make them... Uh, you, you, uh, Our American listeners probably don't know about Tommy Cooper, um, the famous uh, British comedian who used to wear a fez um, and would go, not like that, like that. Glass bottle, bottle glass. Um, very, very funny. Googled Tommy Cooper, extremely amusing. He died on stage of a heart attack mm. at a relatively early age. But he had this kind of, he would hunch his shoulders and then kind of move his arms when he was mm. going, not like that, like that. Um, and that's all the dominators. They just, it's like Tommy, it's like, they're like space Tommy Coopers. And then they have these kind of <laughs> flappy bits. So they have their big kind of carapace, kind of shoulder pad things. Right. And then they have the rest of their costume is a pizza movie called flaps of rubber or something. Like mm. flaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, which don't appear to have any function. And I'm not, I, actually, I, I, I'm afraid I wasn't interested enough to, to discover, to try and find out what their trousers are like. Um, but I'm sure they're, they're equally, equally disappointing. <laughs> The dominators, they don't wear pants. They don't wear pants. They're just so dominating. Um, uh, and so I'm, I said, I'm sure their trousers are equally disappointing. And again, you know, I mean, the dominators is a train wreck. It goes on for at least four or five episodes too long. Um, the quarks are patently children dressed up in robot costumes made Little out of cardboard. Little boys, yep, yep. Um, and the whole thing is actually, you know, it's, it's, again, of course, as we know, one of the great things about Doctor Who is that you can enjoy it on every level. And if the Dominators was shorter, you could enjoy it as like a funny, funny, funny show. But it's too long. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, but uh, you, you apparently like the costumes that the, the Dominators well, the wear. Dom- the, so we'll get this out of the way. The Dominators' pants are much like the Dominators' sleeves on their are the, on their tunics. With the flaps, the tops, right. With the f- flaps and they go all the way down. Yeah. And you know, they have boots. Yeah. Um, for the costumes in this, if you, if you had to choose the Dulcians or the visual effects of the Quarks or the Dominators, I think the Dominators have the best costume of the three. The Quarks are boxy with uh, kind of a star head. The Dulcians are wearing curtains. The Dominators, at least, if you look at the Dominators as a couple, and <laughs> they're a uh, sadomasochistic couple, say, you know, we, you have the dominant and the submissive, but the submissive is getting a little uppity. <laughs> that's that's. I think it really works if you look... Look at the Dominators as through the lens of perhaps of uh, kind of a really uptight S and M couple, and so okay. they're wearing okay. their fetish. They're wearing their fetish gear on the job. Right. They don't really want to do it. They're you know they're they're dealing with these uh, dullards, <laughs> these dulcians who dress around in, uh, in curtains. And uh, all Toba really wants to do is destroy, and Raga just wants control. So if you look at them as kind of really uptight, uh, you know, fetish. (laughs) Fetishy people, right. Fetishy people, I think it kind of works. I think of everything, I think the script is worse than the costume in Dominators. Right, right. No, yeah, and the script is awful. And actually the story is awful. It's, it's, as I said, Mm -hmm. it's completely reactionary and kind of, you know, Right. Um, middle-aged men being scared about hippies, which mm-hmm. I guess was what was happening in 1968 or whenever the Dominators was on. Was it 68? Right. I think it was 68. So you know they're 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 desperately trying to say, no kids, don't be hippies, be be Dominators or something, or don't be Dominators, be 
Be not, no, be, be not be, hippies. Yeah, be, don't be hippies. Be yeah, anything but a hippie. Hippies are scary. Ah. Yeah, you can't be pacifists because, look, if you're a pacifist, then the dominators are going to come and clean your clock and the doctor may not be around to save you. Absolutely. So don't be a hippie, kids. Um, so, yeah, so it's an awful story. Um, uh, yeah. But pretty much, like you say, costuming fail throughout. Costuming fail throughout. I, I'll have to say, I, I mean, you know, listening to you describe, I, th- I think actually you, you, you are right of of a whole series of bad costume choices in The Dominators. It is the Dulcians who are the worst. Um, right. The Dominators only win in the costume stakes because uh, uh, the, the Dulcians are just the worst costumes ever. Well, they, yeah, they are the they well they are the title character. So yeah, exactly. I just think that I just think that the idea of sticking the men in skirts and dresses just to prove that they're pacifist is just heavy-handed, really cumbersome, and just stick them in these non-flattering dress. And you can tell these these male actors have no idea how to walk around. You know, they should be hit. <laughs> they should be hit. They should be hitching up their long gowns so they can walk. Instead, they're they're basically tripping over them because the the gowns are way too long for for them. But then you still have this very sexualized nineteen uh, sixties female costume, and uh, there there is one color photo of um, uh, Wendy Padbury, Fraser Hines, and Patrick Troughton off offset, and so the tops that the the women had were these bright red, and the costumes. The, the the parts then the bottom parts were kind of a white transparent color and just just thinking about how this would even look on screen just it just it, I think the costume what Martin Bow did here was how can I make all these people look really bad yeah and it just I would have hoped something more from the costumes maybe the cost maybe a maybe a different mandate from the producer or director could have come up with something better. But I think everything has been focused in just to make the Dulcians look bad because they're pacifists. Yeah, it really is. Like, hippies are, hippies are, we're scared of hippies, let's make hippies look bad. That's, mm-hmm. like, the whole point of the Dominators. Um, right. And it's not really, it's not actually a very interesting point to make, in fact. It um, seems to me a pretty easy point to make, and there's not an interesting story written around it to make it. Yeah, like if you if you don't stand up to Hitler, then like ever like the Germans will will win the war is the kind right. of thing. Like right. so you like and so stand up to Hitler like we did, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, things yeah. will be awful. Um, so yeah, Dominators um, all around bad Ooh. costuming. I think it gets it's probably quite up there, quite high up with the with the award for the worst costumes. Of for everybody, for the whole of Doctor <laughs> Who ever, um, which is sad because um, for a long time it was pretty much the only Patrick Troughton episode that was left apart from oh, the Protons. Yes, sadly so, which, yes. Which is also bad, um, but not not as bad as the Dominators. No, not um, even not even in the not, same. Not league, even no. in in the in the same league. Um, uh, so that's 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 sad. But you know, who knows? Maybe if we did find all Pat Troughton's mm-hmm. episodes, they would. Or disappoint us. I, I don't think so. But anyway, the Dominator was certainly was disappointing. It's a disappointing watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Well, don't recommend it. What have we learned? Well, what we learned is uh, I think the costumes generally are fairly good in the new series. I found it a lot harder yep. to find costumes in the new series that I didn't like than in the classic series. I think you're right. I think there's a lot less will this do ism. 
um, mm-hmm. in the new series because it's you know it's a more integrated. Um, I'm not going to say more professional, but it's certainly some more modern, obviously, for production. Um, when people are you know you people know what their jobs are, right? Um, and their jobs are to come up with convincing costumes for things. And I think you know there's obviously there's a there's a briefing mechanism. There's a, a uh, mm-hmm. a, a mechanism to make sure that people are told the kind of thing that they need to design. You know, from time to time, things go awry. I mean, I think, you know, I think probably the most famous example of that is the um, Satan Pit uh, seatbelts um, <laughs> in the spaceship where like, right. they just literally have seatbelts, which is weird because <laughs> they're in a spaceship. Um, someone really wasn't thinking when they come up with that. But uh, but in general, in general, the new the new series really does, it does well with costuming. And uh, I think, I wonder if we're biased towards the 70s, being that that was the Doctor Who that we were watching when we were kids. But for me, the worst time of costuming has to be the 80s or the 60s. I, I think probably, the, the, the dominators aside, I think there are, the 80s is more target-rich than it is in the 1960s. Very target-rich environment. Uh, I, I mean, I, I find, the 60s, I think, has got some great costumes. I'm so sad that we no longer have the space pirates because the costumes <laughs> for that looked amazing. Okay. Um, the 80s, lots of bad costumes, lots and mm-hmm. lots and lots of bad. And I think, you know, I mean, perhaps no worse costumes than uh, the TARDIS crew themselves, um, you know, who wore the same clothes over and over <laughs> again. And Where those, they became uniforms. So yeah. they became uniforms, yeah. You know, um, Adric in his pajamas, mm-hmm. um, Tegan in her, in her, in her, what was apparently air a, a, an air hostess uniform that didn't look like one to that one to me and um and nissa in her kind of flowery 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 i'm a flower girl dress um and of course the doctor dressed like what was apparently an edwardian cricketer but nothing actually nothing like an edwardian cricketer <laughs> so yeah it's bad 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 um and i think when you get into time and the rani and you know i don't know yes there's some bad stuff in there 80s um i don't i yeah costumes in general in the 80s not like do, do not like them. Yeah. All right. Well, since we last spoke, I in a moment of weakness, I uh, bought the Shada Blu-ray from Ooh. the UK. Ooh. Is it good? Have you watched it? I, it should be here by Christmas for oh me. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, you've now yeah. spurred me on to maybe buy it from the UK as well. So, mm. Well, it's uh, supposedly all region blu-ray so seeing that i'd have to wait till september or october and i'd kind of like to talk to a talk to or talk about it before then <laughs> well it is on my christmas list um yeah. so we'll have to see whether my family um are able to see if santa is good to you whether 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 santa whether i'd be naughty or whether i actually have been nice um <laughs> and uh, whether that arrives if not i'm just going to buy it for myself anyway nah because yep. i'm a grown-up and that's, what that's we, the way it works and that's the way we roll kids <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Right. Um, That's the end of Pod 63, surely. Yep. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, This has been the Costume Smackdown. Hopefully you found it amusing as we have. Uh, Yeah, we were laughing uh, like drains through the whole thing. So I hope uh, hope everyone else thought it was funny too, because I certainly did. So so I think we'll call it a draw here with Ben scoring some excellent points and... uh, David also also scoring some excellent points. And um, we'll just, of course, remind you that everything about Doctor Who is amazing, um, including all of the costumes. So we're we're not being serious about any of our criticisms at all, children. So don't cry. Well, maybe just a little bit. But (laughs) well, we'll see you all next week. Right. Yep. So thank you for listening. Thank you. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to the Metabilis 2 podcast. You can reach us with email at metabilis2, as a number two, at gmail.com or on Twitter at metabilis2. And again, that's a number two. Hope to hear from you. Bye.